Hey guys, thanks for hitting play again on the spin-off show. And if this is your first time, welcome. On this episode, I have on Daniel Nosker. Not Nosker, it's Nosker. He corrected me prior to the show, or maybe he did on the recording, who knows. But on this episode, I have him on. First time I've ever talked to this guy. Little facts about him. He is a longtime listener of the Jock and Nerd podcast. He's basically an OG fan and the Jock and Nerd podcast partly inspired him to create his own podcast called The Geek Street Pod, which is now defunct, but he ran that for about 50 episodes or so. And I was meaning to have him on the Jock and Nerd podcast. That actually never happened. But timing actually is perfect on this show because he recently debuted his a new show called The Suburban Hippies Podcast, which is a life, happiness, and wellness podcast that he's currently doing with his wife. Along with that, he is going to be debuting shortly within the next week or two another podcast with his children called that geek dad in which he discusses comic book characters with his young children so timing worked out great in terms of having him on because he's debuting two new shows on this podcast we talk about a bunch of stuff Um, you know how these go we talked about life wellness essential oils his kids we get into some nerdy stuff with movies and his kids watching nerdy movies and Uh, sports as well. We talk about his love for the University of Nebraska. He's a really cool dude. I really can't say enough about this guy. Didn't know how this would go because I've never talked to the guy, but I think it turned out great. I really enjoyed my conversation with him, and now you're about to check it out. This is the Jock Spinoff Show. Daniel, what's up, buddy? Hey, man. How's it going? It's about time. (laughs) So for those that are just tuning in, as in right now, because this is the only time you could tune in because you're hitting play, um, me and Daniel had a little bit of trouble. We were troubleshooting for, what, an hour, probably, before we finally got you on? We've been playing tag for for an hour, (laughs) yeah. And you're not not, uh, tech savvy? No, not at all. Yeah, and I'm not tech savvy. So trying to walk someone through... uh, Something as simple as TriCast <laughs> with two non-tech people was an interesting challenge, to say the least. Everyone's probably laughing and shaking their heads right now. So <laughs> Right. Um, but hey, man, I wanted to have you on. You So reason I wanted to have you on, you were, you're a listener of the Jock and Nerd podcast, right? Oh, yeah. Very long time, like three and a half years, I think. Wow. So. And then because of that, or was it, I don't, I don't know, you can maybe answer this, you started your own podcast? Yeah. You know, back when you guys were in the Blab days... Uh, oh God, th- those are the dark days. <laughs> that's when I found you guys because I was working night shift and I needed something other than ESPN radio to get me through the night. Uh-huh. So I downloaded a podcast app and just typed in nerd and geek and you guys popped up and I was like, oh, a jock and a nerd. This sounds right <laughs> up my alley. Right. And, and I think I listened to about, I don't know, probably a solid 15 or 20 episodes. And then I was like, you know what? I should start a podcast with my friend. And, uh, I reached out with, to Imran a couple times and he's like, Oh yeah, just do this, this, and this. And another podcast that I listened to, I talked to them and got a little input and then, uh, went to my friend Joe and was like, Hey man, let's do a podcast just about geek stuff. Kind of 
ripping off what you guys do. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're we're ripping off of anyone else. It's, it's just, all rip offs yeah, it's anymore. It's all the same. Yeah, I mean, it's all the same. If you ask Kevin Smith, he originated it all. So we're all ripping right. off him, I guess. <laughs> sure. Um, but then Geek Street Podcast was born. We ran for about a year and a half, and then just kind of stopped doing it. Um, life got busy on my end. I have three kids, and then oh, my wow. my buddy Joe uh, was focusing on going to get his master's degree. So we just kind of dissolved into nothing. And like you were saying, it's, it's out there in the ether somewhere, but you just really can't find it. So yeah, I, like if I Google it, geek street, geek street pod, I can't find it for some reason. Yeah. And I, like we spoke before we started recording, I can find it on stitcher, but mm-hmm. it's not on nothing else. And I don't know if that's the only place that carries our, 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 our S feed or RRS feed anymore. RSS. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's strange because I remember you doing it. And I mean, the, the Instagram is still up and everything, but um, yeah, for some reason I can't find it anymore because I wanted to listen to a couple episodes just to get a feel for how this might go. Oh, and then I this kinda... is completely different. Um, <laughs> this will be way different. Uh, I love Joe to death. He's one of my best friends and his puns and his comedic timing and there was a lot of pauses and after a year I said, I'm done editing this. I can't do it anymore. Like <laughs> I, I need you to do something else. Cause I was literally doing everything for the podcast. Sure. And he's like, you were oh, Imran basically. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know how you feel Imran. Uh, so uh, I told him, he's like, Oh yeah, man, no problem. I'll do that. And so then he started doing it and he was so meticulous on what he was doing. And it got to the point where, he would like, I'd see him shaking his head. Like you guys can't see me cause this is great radio, but I'm shaking right. my head and he'd count down and be like in five, four, you know, like off of Wayne's world when he's like <laughs> three, two and one. And I was like, what is that? No, let's just go in guns blazing. Right. But, uh, he finally, it just, it just kind of fell off. Um, I actually have another project that I'm working on with my kids and yeah. it's a, it's a geek theme project um it should be releasing next week actually i'm waiting to get confirmations with uh the other platforms that i submitted it to to get approval awesome so uh that's called uh that geek dad podcast and i'll be having i'll be talking with my kids i'm gonna do like superpower hour where i talk to them about well what kind of superpowers does spider-man have and we're literally just gonna hear them say what superpowers they think spider-man has and then I'm gonna tell them whether they're right or wrong, pretty much. And then I'll just, <laughs> and then I'll just cover some random news, kind of you know stuff like you guys do. But it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be like a a digestible podcast, something like 15, 20 minutes. I'm not gonna invest a lot of time. It's just something for me to do with my two girls who are madly in love with superheroes right now. It's ridiculous. That's um, awesome. How old so, are they? Uh, Camry is seven, and Aniston is five. Oh, that so, should be really cute. Yeah. I don't think I've heard a podcast with, I mean, I don't, I'm not a connoisseur podcast, but that's a good idea to have a kid on. I've I've never really heard of anyone having their kids on. Well, and I got the idea because before we had our third, which is my youngest, he's a little boy, Brigham. uh, I was like, man, I'm going to force comic book down my daughter's throats. They're going (laughs) to grow up. They're going to be Joel Jones. They're going to take over the comic book world. They're going to say, they're going to kick Jim Lee out of office. They're going to do all this, this, and this. And I, and I remember one of the proudest moments I had, Camry was in kindergarten and she was drawing and she said, 
I want to draw the Ninja Turtles when I grow up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yes. <laughs> and so I felt like I accomplished something. And then I kind of backed off after we had our son. And I was like, you know what? They can do their own things, but they just went head full bore. And now they love the Flash. They're all about Aquaman and Justice League. And they just want, we just watch Into the Spider Verse and they love that. Oh, movie. they had to have loved it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's funny because it, they had the same complaint coming from two little kids. They had the same complaint as all the adults did. They said, ah, oh, the animation kind of gave me a headache every once in a while. Yeah. There was that weird, almost as if you had to wear 3D glasses at some points. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they did that. I mean, it's a fantastic movie, but I do agree. I, I think we talked about it on the show. Rugboy oh, yeah. yeah. Lambasset for that animation. Um, so what's the, the podcast yeah, was, called? My Geek Dad? Uh, it's called That Geek Dad. That Geek Dad, okay. Yep. Um, Cause, cause this, so this show will be out probably Wednesday of this. So we're recording on a Sunday, April 7th. It'll be out wednesday april 10th so you think okay that geek dad will be out the week after yep yeah yeah definitely it'll be out the fall that was so we're talking third week in april so yeah. that that'll be out then and then my other podcast just dropped on friday uh oh, yeah. which one's last that? week it's called suburban hippies uh it's a podcast <laughs> that i <laughs> yeah uh it's a podcast that i do with my wife uh we just talk about uh life and wellness and our crazy lives with these kids and just kind of letting people know that they're not alone in the chaos and everything like that. We just share goofy stories and talk about like things that we have benefited from in our journey. It's kind of like, like we, it's kind of like tooting your own horn. It's like, Oh, well you should listen to us for advice. We're not giving advice. We're just telling stories like our last episode, our first episode. Mm -hmm. uh, We've got some, I've talked to some people and got some feedback and they're like, man, you guys talked about poop for a really long time. And I was like, yeah, we did. Uh, because we do cloth diapers and it, the, the, yeah. Oh God. Oh yeah, man. So cloth if you, diapers. <laughs> oh. yeah. So that's kind of the premise because we changed our lifestyle once we started having kids. I mean, when we were in college and everything, we were drinking party and we didn't have any cares in the world. And then we had a kid and we're like, well, maybe we should change a little bit. And then mm-hmm. We had another kid and then there was some, uh, we were discovering some health issues like skin irritations and stuff like that. So we're like, well, we need to start looking into this kind of stuff and changing how we're doing it. So it's just kind of the evolution of us as parents becoming like kind of hippie-ish, you know, because mm-hmm. we went from drinking milk to now drinking almond milk and <laughs> uh eating rice to now eating quinoa and all this kind of stuff and diapers to cloth diapers and uh, no chemicals in the house and essential oils are everywhere in our house. Like we, we, if you have a problem, we say we have an oil for that. So, I mean, <laughs> I looked at your Instagram and I, I was kind of, I was getting the impression that this was you. Yeah. I was very intrigued. Yeah, man. It's, it's a fun, it's a fun thing because when we started exploring like, I was not on board. Like I would hide Oreos in my car so I could eat them just so I could still have some gluttony in my life. Like I'm, I'm a fat kid at heart. I mean, I'm not like jacked or ripped by any means, but like I love cake and sweets. If there's one thing, if you set a cheesecake in front of me, I'm going to eat it all. So, so have uh, you compl- <laughs> you've completely changed your diet. Um, yeah, we just got done doing a f- five day nutritive cleanse. So wow. all we did what you, what was that entail. It entails um, uh, a shake. Okay. Uh, it's called Balance Complete. It's from Young Living. 
And then we took some Ningxia Red, which is a super high antioxidant drink. It gives you all of your uh, antioxidants. It's, it's got more than pomegranate juice. It's the highest concentration out there. So we would take two ounces of, the, of that a day to get all of our vitamins and vegetables. And then there What's was... What's in that shake that you were referring to? Um, it was a, it's a meal replacement shake. Um, okay. it's a, it's a plant-based, uh, um, like with protein. Like, yeah, it's a, pr- okay. it's a way it's not whey protein. Um, I forget the actual, but yeah, it's a protein supplement shake. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so we would take that three times a day and then we would take that Ningxia twice. Take, we would get six shots of that a day. So we'd have six servings of fruits and vegetables and then we would also take like a cleansing pill. It's an essential oil. It's digize, which helps with your stomach digestive. Mm-hmm. And then we would also put lemon in it, which if you don't know, lemon is a good cleansing yeah, and it, it definitely. flushes you out. So um, we did that for five days straight and it was, dude, day day two and one and two were cake. And then three, I was starting to get on the edge. And by day four, I was ready to just say quit. I was like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm done with this. Like um, you, did, you wanted to eat or you oh, were just, Oh, a hundred percent. I wanted okay. to eat. I wanted to eat anything and everything. And we're doing this and our kids, are, we're still cooking food for the kids. Oh, man. that's gotta be so, tough. <laughs> You're and, just tempting yourself. Oh, I know. Right. And so, um, it what, was, what, what prompted this? You just wanted to cleanse a little bit, like flush we, we it tr- out. Yeah. We tried to do a cleanse every four months. Oh, gotcha. So, okay. um, we, we just, we feel it's a good reset for your body and it makes it you, if you lose a little weight doing it, but it's not necessarily that you're really getting all of the crap and all that stuff that lines your stomach out when you cleanse your body and you definitely feel lighter. You may not look lighter, but your natural like confidence and your balance of your body is mm-hmm. lighter. So I, we, 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 truly believe in doing a, a fasting cleanse like that every once in a while. I feel it's definitely good for your body and it keeps everything back in check. Um, now obviously you can fall off the end of the boat when you're done with it and go back and eat McDoubles and all that kind of crap. Sure. But, uh, it's, it's all a mindset once you get there. But like I was saying day four, I wanted to kill somebody. And so <laughs> we celebrated by, uh, grilling some steaks after we completed it. There so we, did, we didn't go too crazy, but steaks were the, the must have afterwards. So after you're done, do you feel better? Like, do you feel Oh, a hundred percent. I guess maybe more efficient and not sluggish anymore. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't feel sluggish. And I will tell you like after two days of doing that, that reset cleanse, mm-hmm. you, you, all you want to do is sleep. Cause you're just, you're so hungry. Like you're depressed cause you, you're like, I want to eat. And you're like, you know what? My body needs to rest. And so your body is naturally telling you, we're getting all this crap out. Let's, let's nap a little longer. You know, let's sleep. Let's go to bed earlier. So you get, we got caught up on sleep too. I mean, our kids go to bed at seven, seven thirty, and normally my wife and I stay up and we'll hang out, talk, play a board game, watch watch a show, and we're in bed by nine thirty, ten thirty. Well, when we were doing this cleanse, we were like, okay, it's eight thirty, let's go to bed. Jesus and Christ! We, How old are you? Ninety eight years old? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Eating our, dinner at three <laughs> <laughs> with our bread pudding afterwards. Yeah, man. <laughs> Pulling out our dentures. So oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Did you guys start doing this because of the kids? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, so you were you the, already practicing like doing these cleanses before or no, when did that start? It, it started after we started diving into a little more of um, like health issues throughout. Mm-hmm. Like 
mm-hmm. why was I feeling so sluggish? Like what was wrong with me? Or like my wife would have headaches every once in a while, or she wasn't getting, she was restless during sleep. And, um, we get, we go to a chiropractor and we get adjusted, um, twice a month, which if you don't, I highly recommend it. Um, you feel amazing, but our chiropractor was saying your, maybe your body just kind of needs to reset. And after us looking into it, we found out that this company that we use all of our products with has a good cleansing supplement that we, that I just explained to you. And Which so company we, is this? This is Young Living. Young Living, um, okay. Yep. Uh, and so we, we decided to jump on board and do that. So, um, yeah, it had nothing to do with the kids, but the kids were the reason why we started to figure out we, we started dabbling in this lifestyle because, um, going back earlier when I said, when we started noticing that we needed to change some stuff, our oldest started getting eczema every time she had dairy. So mm. we we're like, okay, well let's cut out cal. We got to cut out dairy. And then by the time Aniston, our middle child came, she was not like, Oh, excuse me. I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it, but perfect. Excuse uh, you. You and Ron, you can edit that out. <laughs> um, but she was she was real restless when she would sleep. She would sleep like two two three hours a night, and mm-hmm. um, that it was killing me and my wife Krista. And we're like, "What is wrong with this child? Like, this is Damien. Like, she was sent from the underworld. Like, our lives are hell right now because we were literally running on energy drinks and coffee. And mm-hmm. so we started trying to figure out like, well, we need to change some stuff with us, but we also need to get her evaluated. So we started doing a little more natural stuff. Like we come to find out she had a level four lip and tongue tie because she was a breastfed baby. Mm -hmm. So she was constantly just nursing throughout the night, trying to feel full because it was like she was a tiny child. And we're like, well, she's eating. She's not crying because she's hungry. She just does it for comfort. Well, she wasn't getting everything when she was nursing because she had a level four lip and tongue tie. And for those of you that don't know what that is, it's hard to explain. Just go look it up. It's that, that thing that connects your lip to the top of your mouth and that thing that connects your tongue to the bottom of your mouth. So those were tied pretty much straight down. So she, it looked like she had no teeth because it would pull her lips over her teeth. This is very, see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we got those taken care of and we're still trying to figure out why she couldn't sleep. And we were desperate to try anything. I mean, we went to, we were looking at Walmart to see if there was like kids melatonin. This is before we figured out like, Oh, there's these oils that you can use that will relax her. Well, then we were pointed in that direction and we put some lavender on the kid. And I mean, wham, bam, she slept all night after that. What does the lavender do? It's a soothing oil. So Uh we, we diffused it right next to her, uh, her bed. Okay. uh, When we got the oils. So it, it, it's, was diffusing next to her and it just kind of relaxed her and it was something new to her senses and it heightened that it was like a calming sensation. Um, at the time we didn't put it on her. We just had it going in the air. Uh And after that first night, I think she slept like six hours and that was like, Holy cow, I got to sleep in, you know? And so we just started researching more about natural health and things that benefit would benefit, the whole family and young living was our best option to start slowly supplementing these chemicals out of our house. Um, and that's what we've been doing. So that's kind of why we're, we're suburban hippies. We live in a, in a city and have two cars. And I mean, but we kind of are hippie issue. Like we have a garden <laughs> in our, we have a garden in our back 
and this is in <laughs> Topeka, right? Yeah, Topeka, mm-hmm. Kansas. Like we have a box garden right next to our fence. There's a busy street. We got all kinds of stuff growing there. We got our cloth diapers, <laughs> and so you know, it's a we hang them out on the lot. No, I'm just kidding. We don't hang out. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> we d- I'm running a generator right now. We don't have electricity. So was it was this something where you it, like you gradually got into this or was it oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay because yeah. i'm looking at young living right now and i i have to admit i'm, I'm slightly overwhelmed oh yeah <laughs> there's no, a no. lot on here Dude, i wouldn't know where to start exactly it's super overwhelming and the main thing that like we started slowly getting the toxins out of our i say toxins the chemicals like right. mainly the chemicals i refer to are your cleaning chemicals sure and like you don't know what's in your Clorox bleach. Oh yeah, you do. It's bleach. Well, bleach isn't good for you. So, and it smells awful. Anytime I smell bleach, it makes my skin crawl. Right. Well, so we just found these other avenues to clean our house with Young Living. They have a cleaning line with Thieves. It's all plant oil based. My two year old, or not my two year old. She was two when we first got those oil, the Thieves cleaner, but. Um, Aniston and Camry can clean the house now and we don't have to worry about them like burning their skin or calling poison control just because it's a plant-based cleaner and it even says on the bottle if you swallow drink some water simple as that so that's what I'm talking about when we started slowly getting that kind of stuff out of our house I mean I by no means am I perfect like I I have a beer right now in front of me and I (laughs) guarantee you it's not organic or gluten free so (laughs) but it's when you when you become a parent, you think of different avenues that you want to kind of change that's going to benefit them and not hinder. Th- because there's other, there's all these developments coming out now. I don't know if you've watched the documentary Stink on Netflix. I have not. No. Um. You. you I should. Huh. You should. It's really creepy, but it's about the um the scents and like cologne and everything like the toxins and the arsenic and everything that they put in they they even spray these things on kids' clothes now at justice and so this documentary just kind of goes in saying like the fda really doesn't regulate what these companies put in their sprays all they have to say is a fragrance and like worded a different way to where it doesn't say like rat poisoning and then it passes through pretty much so i for anybody out there if you if you have any questions about anything, I highly recommend that you start with stink because it will kind of change your mind on like, you're like, Oh man, it smells awful in here. Like when you're walking by pack sun or whatever like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, always those smell, you mentioned bleach and different colognes and stuff. I mean, some colognes obviously and perfumes smell nice, but there are oh, tons. No, yeah. yeah. But you know, obviously they're, they're meant to, but there's yeah. tons of things where we just accept it as everyday products and you just go, wait, but that, it shouldn't. It smells weird. Like, why, why is this in every like bleach, for instance, or any sort of cleaning products? You know, when you immediately when you clean with that stuff, you got to get out of the room, or else you're going to get a headache. Oh, a hundred percent, man. Yeah, and that can't be good for you. <laughs> no, all that stuff rushing right up into your brain. No right. way, man. <laughs> I mean, <coughs> excuse me. I, I, it's funny that you mentioned, or it's interesting that you mentioned that you started thinking of this stuff when you had kids. Um, I me not being a parent, I, you know, I wouldn't know that. I haven't ever, I can't really um, un- fully understand that. But of when I've talked to you know other parents and stuff, uh, whenever they have kids or you know when when they have kids, the first thing they try to think of or they the things they think of are the, all the risks that are posed to their kids in the world and how to you know um, 
take care of them and hide them. Like everything is now a danger. Whereas before you never, you just overlook that stuff. But now that you have a kid, all that stuff now becomes something that becomes your concern. Have you found that to be true? Oh, a hundred percent. Like, I mean, I'm not two. two of my children have never had McDonald's in their system. (laughs) So, I mean, that's probably good. Well, looking back. Yeah. But I mean, I used to eat McDonald's all the time when I was a kid, when I would get done playing soccer on a Saturday afternoon, I would go to McDonald's. My parents or grandparents would take me to McDonald's. That's what I grew up on. My wife the same way. But now that like things are kind of like, obviously there's a generation gap from our, our age of parents to where we are now. Technology's evolved. There's new studies. Everything's well, constantly there, there changing that, around us. There was that documentary, Supersize Me. Exactly, yeah. Which really turned everyone in. And holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> this stuff is not good. Luckily for me, I never, I actually never took to McDonald's. So I don't eat a ton of... Were you more of a Burger King kid? Uh, you know, I didn't really like... I, the only thing I would eat from Burger King were the chicken tenders. But then they mm-hmm. changed the recipe to now f- be like the McNuggets. And I hate them. So I don't go to McDonald's or Burger King for my burgers. The only, the only fast food that I'll get... Um, is Wendy's. I do. I do. I do enjoy the chicken nuggets from Wendy's. Yeah, those aren't bad. Um, when you were a kid, what was like your like your go to? Like, did you play? I I mean, I know a little bit about your background, but sure. what'd you do? Like growing up as a kid, did you were you active? At, like, oh, yeah. I played soccer all the time. Yeah. Um, did you have something like that to go to, and then like you got a reward afterwards, like an ice cream cone from a Dairy <laughs> Queen or something? So I was a very very picky kid. Okay. Very picky. So I would you know I'd play basketball, and we wouldn't we'd go to you know if we were to get food, we would get it from if we were to go to like a McDonald's for instance, mm-hmm. I would just I would just eat the patty. Okay. I wouldn't eat anything else. I didn't like vegetables. I didn't like bread. I mean, I liked bread on its own. I didn't like the like, the idea of having bread and a burger together. I liked everything separate. So I would have the the McDonald like the the burger on its own. But I, I don't remember ever having a spot that I would go to that I liked. I mean, Subway. I would have Subway, but I wouldn't. Again, I would eat. I would eat the meat and the lettuce. I wouldn't eat anything else. I wouldn't eat the bread. I was a really strange kid. <laughs> that is weird. I, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. There was no like, and I. I don't. So for ice cream, for instance, I only eat vanilla ice cream. I don't. I don't like chocolate or anything. So I kind of just was lucky in that my taste buds weren't uh, fully developed, and I was just super picky. So I never ate any of the bad stuff. Yeah. Are you still super picky right now? No, not anymore. I've as I've gotten older, I've just learned to just eat everything. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I still don't eat sweets. I don't eat sweets at all. I don't. Oh. I, I don't like sweets. I don't like the taste or anything. I like sour stuff. Okay, so sour. I, yeah, I'm a I'm a sour head. Sour and like spice is what okay. I'm what I'm into. So I'll, I can eat like a lemon or a lime just no real easily. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no sweets for me. Um, my favorite. I mean, if I had to think of fast food for, I put this in quotes because I don't know what to consider. Like, what is Chipotle considered now? Is that fast food? Like is probably as healthy as you could get fast right, food, right. I guess. Yeah, right. I mean, like I eat a ton of Chipotle, but I don't yeah. see it, and I don't do the bowls though. I mean, I don't do the burritos. I'll do the bowl with like lettuce and rice and see. It depends on my mood. I, I bounce back and forth. If I'm super hungry, I want that tortilla to fill me up. So. That's true. I, I mean, I do enjoy a good tortilla, but uh, like I'll do pot belly. Is that considered fast food? You know, I don't have a pot belly. Oh, ah, okay. Here, so, so it's like I, a. 
it's like a subway. It's for it's a, like a gourmet subway. So all the sandwiches okay. are toasted. Okay. So it's kind of like a Quiznos. Yeah, like a Quiznos type feel. Okay, right. We got, on. We got a lot of pop bellies. I don't know. I'll eat like see like Steak and Shake. Is that fast food? Oh hell yeah! Is it? I mean, okay. there's I a Steak that. and Shake around here. Yeah, that's fast food. Do you have like a Raising Canes or a? Uh, I've been to Raising Canes. I don't think we have them out here though. Uh, Slim Chickens. We don't have a Slim Chickens. Oh, dude, no. Slim Chickens is where it's at now. <laughs> I mean. If you want your chicken strips, you go to Slim Chickens, man. They got like 40 <laughs> different dipping sauces and all that kind of stuff. But Raising Cane, I haven't been to Raising Cane's, but my kids are like, there's a town not too far from Topeka. It's called Lawrence. That's where K- the University hey, you, of Cane. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know where Lawrence so is. So we go up to Lawrence all the time, and they're always like, let's go to Raising Cane's. And I'm like, no, let's go do something else. Like, <laughs> let's go to Wake the Dead Cafe, this kind of yuppie little. <laughs> acai bowl place and they're like all right let's go there so <laughs> well I've, but, I've i've never really monitored my diet i've been lucky in that i have a, got a good ver- metabolism i have a huh? really good metabolism and i work out really hard yeah um so in that sense i guess it's okay i don't know i have, I have no idea i have been trying to not necessarily avoid foods but i've been adding to my diet so for the past month or so i've been doing shakes mm-hmm. um I do so. I basically I'm drinking my vegetables. I'll do lemon, apple, um, almonds, uh, cucumber, kale, or broccoli, um, and just blend it and like uh, coconut coconut water, and just blend it all up and drink it. And that's been delicious. Oh yeah. Can you? <laughs> so real quick, can you drink coconut water by itself? I find it to be too sweet. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And then, aren't almonds disgusting by themselves? If they're just plain almonds, they're so, dry. Almonds for me. I actually like almonds, but I have a peanut allergy, oh. and I've had almonds a few times on their own, and I kind of feel a little weird. I don't have a very severe peanut allergy, okay. but it makes me feel a little weird, like as okay. if I shouldn't be having this in my body. Now, when I blend it all together with the in my shake, it, I, I have no reaction to it whatsoever. Well, and it tastes way better that way, too. Yeah, so. it, it tastes way better that way as well. Um my fucking uh, one of my things fell off my desk. Hold on one second. Okay, you're good. I dropped. A, so I have like these helmets on my desk. Like motorcycle helmets? No, like old football helmets. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and one fell. So yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, they're, it, they're like mini it? football helmets. The San Francisco 49ers helmet fell because I have a bulls horn thing like it's a it's a like a giveaway they had for the chicago okay. bulls okay and it was sitting on top of a football super jockey right and then the football felt like leaned over and it knocked over the helmet anyways hey, well, that, that's we, riveting stuff i know no we'll talk sports here in a minute because <laughs> i mean that's fine but do you juice have you ever start have you started juicing so i we have a uh nutribullet or i have a nutribullet okay so yeah, I guess I've been juicing, but I, I so I from Joe Rogan, I've learned that blending the like the blender, the high speed blending blenders, is different than juice. Right, right. That's yeah. I've heard that's better. Yeah. Because juice like that juicing takes out all the the skin and all that stuff and there's some good stuff in there. Yeah. So the, I I just blend it. Okay. I don't juice. I, um, if you ever get a chance, I'm sure I've only been to Chicago once, but I'm sure there's places like juice bars that you can get like straight celery juice, mm-hmm. dude. That is like the magic potion for your body. 
Oh yeah, yeah we've when, been putting I've been putting celery too in the shakes. Oh, yeah. yeah. But if you ju- I drink straight celery juice. I ju- I juice a stock in the morning and I drink that when I take my supplements every morning. Yeah. And you feel amazing. Really? And like I don't think it tastes that bad. My wife thinks it kind of tastes eh. And mm-hmm. the kid like w- when we give it to the kids, we mix a little bit of apple or uh carrot with it. Yeah, so it's it not fine. as yeah, it's not as harsh, but straight celery juice, dude, that will that will benefit you so much. So really? I highly recommend everyone out there starts drinking celery juice. <laughs> well, I have been incorporating <laughs> celery in the shakes. Well, I mean, yeah. And then it, so it's, that's it's, good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, the only thing that really throws off the shake is if um, I don't have coconut water in there, if I do regular water and do, and throw in broccoli. That makes it really Ooh, strange. Yeah, the yeah. broccoli is an odd texture in there. Um, yeah. it, it, broccoli is very overpowering. <laughs> Well, and that coconut water adds a little something to right, shake. Right. So when I did the broccoli, it, they, when I didn't have the coconut water and, w- and had broccoli in there instead of kale, just mixing those and having water instead of coconut water, it tasted like just broccoli water, which, oh. which wasn't the best. It just tasted. It, it wasn't the best. I've never had broccoli water, so I can't. <laughs> I can't I mean, confirm I like, or deny. <laughs> but to, to to what you asked earlier, I have. I mean, I eat all like I used to never eat vegetables. Now. I'll eat all the vegetables. Oh the only, yeah, hundred percent. The only thing I don't really care for, veggie wise, is or unless, this isn't even a fucking veggie. Wow, I'm stupid. Uh, mushrooms, I don't really care for. Oh, I love some mushrooms, man. I just the two. Uh, you like rubbery. asparagus? I, I'm down for some asparagus. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Brussels sprouts. Yeah, man, Brussels sprouts oh, are good. Hell yeah, it's all good. Like I'm as a kid, so good I, now. Yeah, yeah. I used to hate that stuff. I me too. I was like. I looked at like broccoli and cauliflower. I'm like, that's fucking nasty. That looks like hair. Why am I going to eat that? And now I uh, eat it. And I'm like, this is delicious. Throw. I mean, for me, probably not the most healthy, but like, uh, put some bacon on it. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear it. that. Oh yeah, that's how I prefer my Brussels sprouts. And uh, oh, it's so good. The asparagus, dude. You roast them a little bit. I'll grill them sometimes. Yeah. Put some but a little bit of butter and oh. some lemon on it. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. But my wife does a nice like roasting in in our oven, mm-hmm. and I don't even know what she does because she kind of changes it up every time. So it kind of just shocks my mouth every time I have <laughs> it, and I'm like, oh, this is different. This is great. So do you so you uh, you cut out rice. Um, no, I still eat rice. You still eat rice? Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm a big but, white rice guy. But what we've been doing now is cauliflower rice. And is it I, tasty? Oh, dude, I, I love it. And we were hesitant on getting it because one of my kids is super picky. Mm-hmm. And we kind of whipped it up the other night. We made uh, these beef tip sirloin things with some uh, um, cauliflower rice mm-hmm. mash. So we pureed it and then added... Um, little bit of oregano in it mm-hmm. and whipped them together and then put the beef tips on top of it. And my oldest was like, Oh my gosh, this is delicious. <laughs> and she's like, I, I don't ever want to eat regular mashed potatoes again. This is so good. <laughs> I was like, all right, I can dig that. Actually yeah. mashed potatoes. I'm not a big fan of. I can, I love mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving. Any other time I could probably take them or leave them. But like, there's just that one, t- like Thanksgiving, <laughs> your mind is triggered. You're like, Hey, you got to eat all the bad foods today That's true. and watch all the football and get as fat as you can. So <laughs> for me, my Thanksgiving tradition, the past X amount of years, cause I'm still single guy that likes to party. Exactly. So Wednesday is called black Wednesday. I'm sure you're familiar. Yeah. It's one of the biggest drinking holidays. Uh, uh-huh. in the nation. So yeah, yeah. I, I usually go out that Wednesday, spend way too much money, stay out way too late, 
get really drunk. And then Thanksgiving for me is always waking up at around 11 or 12 with an immense hangover. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to eat some food, falling back to sleep, missing all of the football, and then Ugh. waking up and then eating more food and then just feeling like a complete waste. So, and then going out on Black Friday and spending all your money. <laughs> well, I, luckily I have a job that makes me work on Black Friday, which Good. has been a blessing in disguise because then I don't spend my money. Although online shopping is the devil. Um, oh, yeah. It's the dark arts, and I have been getting on that during Black Friday a little bit. So exactly, I mean, what what what? Is, where do you work? What do, I know you work with Emron, yeah, but we, I, I, if you guys don't want to go, if you don't want to go into oh, too no, much detail, I could, I could, I, that's fine. But I'm just kind of curious. I'm like, you guys work together. We do work together. What so, the hell do you do? I'll, I'll be vague about it in terms Perfect. of where just so that if anyone were ever to listen to this and try oh, to stalk okay. me or yeah or tie it to my job and then i get fired because i say fuck or whatever on here oh yeah but we both work for a sports team in chicago okay he works on the creative graphic design web design side i Makes work sense i work on the sales side so i'm okay. i'm a sales manager where i work um and yeah we're, i mean I'm, I'm on the business end he's on the creative end we shouldn't ever really be friends, but um, our love for uh, geekdom, I guess, connected us. Basically, someone in the uh, the receptionist in the office goes, "Hey, Imran, this kid Anthony likes comics. You guys should be friends." <laughs> and that's how that and all kind of started. That's how this was born. Right. That's how all of this was born. Was someone just connecting us because I re- happened to read comics at the time or something like? Have that. you seen Shaz- Shazam yet? I have. Oh, Did you man. see it yet? I haven't yet. Well, it's good. So I'm 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 super pumped to see it. It's a so. very. It, I was. I'll have a full review out, but I'm willing to get into oh, yeah. it here too. Um, it's very good. It's it's yeah. it's very um charming movie. Perfect. I, I and I like Zach Levi, so I thought that was great. Yeah, he's great in it. There's um, there's a moment in the third act where my theater was maybe forty percent full. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Shazam's not a, a sh- gigantic name and DC doesn't have a ton of cachet right now, but, yeah. um, literally everyone was clapping at one point point. it was that good. Beautiful. It's yeah, a, it's I'll, a good movie. I will see it. I think I'm seeing it Tuesday. Are so. you going to bring the kids? Um, no, I view everything first before uh, we take them, but, uh, <sighs> sh- uh, the oldest really wants to see it. Um, do you view but, it first just so that you know that it's okay for them to watch? Yeah. Because like. A couple of months ago, I said, "Oh yeah, you guys can watch the Flash. Totally cool." And now on CW, I'm, yeah. Oh. And so one day I'm at work, and my wife calls me. And she's like, "Hey, uh, did you tell the kids they could watch the Flash?" I was like, "Yeah, they should be on like episode like 17 because they were burning through it, man." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Yeah, I just came out here, and uh, there's a girl on top of another guy in bed, and they're making out." I was like, <laughs> "Okay." Yeah, I'll uh, I'll tell them they can't watch it anymore. So, <laughs> what is the age where you're like, okay, that's okay? And see, I told my oldest thinks just because her birthday happened what two weeks ago, she's now older, so she can watch it now. And I said, no, you need to be ten. Ten? You think that's a like, good no, age? No, that's forever. Um, it's probably not a good age. It'll change when, <laughs> depending on how I feel in the moment when right, she's dead, right. I'll be like, you can't watch flash yet. <laughs> By then she might've moved on anyway. I don't know, but it's just a, it's a holding block right now. I'm like, you got three more years before you can watch this, <laughs> but we just watched into the spider verse. They just watched, uh, they watched BVS with me last night and did they really, yeah, they kept asking a thousand questions. What do they think and, of that? What is a kid's perspective? on? Well, first off, did you yes or no? You like BVS? 
I'm indifferent. Indifferent. Like, okay. Um, I love Superman and mm-hmm. Superman from, and this is funny. Me and my wife were just talking about this. Uh, cause we just went and bought a bed and a new bed for our son. We got rid of the crib. So his whole room is su- superhero theme. Oh, that's he awesome. Got, he's got uh, a Batman bed set now. And I, my parents were up here today. That's fucking awesome. If I was, I would love to be your, your kid. <laughs> like right I now, mean, if you just redesigned my bed to be Batman themed, I would, <laughs> I would wholly embrace it. I actually posted it on, uh, by the time this comes out, the story will be expired, but I took a picture of him put posted it on my Instagram story. Oh, nice. Um, so you can go check it out, but like, he's got Batman and Robin and Superman pop, pop figures in his room. We got drawings and all kinds of stuff. Like I geeked out with this. And so he's got a Batman bed. And I was telling my wife, I was like, man, Superman was my guy all the time. And then she's like, well, your mom said you loved Batman. And I was like, well, I liked Batman when I was super young because I was born in 88. Mm-hmm. And so like when Batman Returns came out, I was just introduced to the first Batman and then Batman Returns. And so like my vague recollection is always Michael Keaton was my first Batman. And uh, then like around 10, I went to Metropolis, Illinois. And uh, I, I'm assuming you know where that is. If, if you've never been, that's where they have the Superman Museum. The whole town praises Superman. Mm-hmm. And so I went there, and I was like, man, Superman. I always knew who he was, but like I fell in love with Superman there. And I was like, man, this is my guy. And like everything was Superman. And so when I watched this movie, BVS, I'm like, oh, he he pulls from good stories. Like You could tell he wanted to do Dark, dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Which I – that story is very divisive. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I personally like it. I love that. That was my first ever um, as an adult reading a comic book for the first time or a, yeah. a graphic novel. I was like, oh, this it's, is amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then, um, and I love some of uh, like the, one of the newer runs that I love with Superman is Superman American Alien. It's a different take. It's by Max Landis, which is a trigger for most people. <laughs> yeah. But that's, uh, he was the inspiration for uh the way, uh, what's his name, played Lux Luthor? Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg, yep. yeah. Exactly. He basically yeah. was Max Landis. So um, so there's parts of the movie that I dig, and then there's other parts I'm just like, man. like I honestly think if they would have made Doomsday at least more comic accurate, the movie would have been better by like two or three notches. Mm. So Doomsday was a hot mess, and I hated what they did with him. It was a very rushed story at the end. Yeah. And I know they were trying to shoehorn Wonder Woman in, which I'm fine with because then we got Wonder Woman the movie, movie yep. which was amazing. And so <clears throat> but a kid's perspective was a thousand questions. Why was Superman throwing that man through the building when Bruce was running around in Metropolis looking at Zod and Superman flying through the stuff? Because they've never seen Man of Steel. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So I had to explain to him a little bit about that. And then they kept asking if uh, Amy Adams, Lois Lane, mm-hmm. was Poison Ivy because she's got red hair. <laughs> and I said, no, that's not Poison Ivy. That's and hilarious, that, actually, that they made that connection. <laughs> that's Lois Lane. And then um, they, they asked if Harley was around because <laughs> when they first saw Jesse Eisenberg, they – They thought he was seen, the Joker? They thought he was the Joker, exactly. <laughs> Um, and I was like, nope, different different characters. And then I said, this is Lex Luthor, and they know who Lex Luthor is, but obviously, not like that. Look at yeah, you look at Jesse Eisenberg. That is not comic accurate, Lex no. Luthor. So, 
Yeah, that was an interesting. I mean, I've I've spoke ad nauseum about that movie, oh, yeah. but um, yeah, there was a lot of interesting stuff. It's what's sad about it though is regardless of whether you liked it or not, I do feel bad that uh, for Snyder in terms of the fact that his Justice League, his vision never got to play out. And maybe that's a lot of that's because of his own doing, because of the decisions he made for in Batman v mm-hmm. Superman, and yeah. some of the stuff that was out of his control, such as um, his kid pass, his kid committing suicide. But yeah, that was a, a big factor. Yeah, but it just it's it's as much as I hate Batman versus Superman, I do I would have rather seen his vision play out rather than what we got for Justice League. A hundred percent, which was and- a Frankenstein movie. Absolutely, and I have Justice League on Blu-ray, and the girls have asked me, because the Flash is on the cover, Yeah, and they look at it, they're like, this is not Flash. I was like, yeah, that's Flash. <laughs> and they're like, no, his suit looks like a, a metal bicycle. He, look, <laughs> he looks like Savitar, because they've seen Savitar from the TV show. Yeah. And they're like, he, they look like Savitar. It looks like a Savitar like, mini version. And I was like, no, that's how they made Flash in the movies. Yeah. So. They, they really fucked that one up. Yeah, I heard. And I mean, did you hear that? Um, he's he might not be the Flash anymore. Well, he's fighting real hard. He's yeah. got Grant Morrison helping him with that script. Ezra so. Miller. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like I his did. version of the Flash either. I didn't either. I didn't either. It, Barry Allen needs. And I mean, I'm okay with them changing stuff. Like, I think Grant does a good job, but I want a blonde Barry Allen. That's what I've read forever. So, I mean, I want him to be more comic accurate. And we've seen that they can do this with Shazam. I mean, they, from my understanding, they pulled a lot from the new 52, which was obviously one of his most recognizable runs because he doesn't have that many. Mm -hmm. But I mean, even with Aquaman, they pulled almost verbatim from Jeff Johns' new 52 stuff. So they, they have the source material. I don't understand why they, I mean, Barry Allen for me has always been the, when I read him in the comics, he's always the square Mm-hmm. You know, not uptight, but like on the straight and narrow police, det- police forensic officer, forensic oh, detective. Yeah. Uh, yep. But he's a square. Like he, that's his whole thing. He's that's what kind of makes him charming too. Exactly. Uh, but they keep trying to make him like a Peter Parker type. They keep confusing yeah. him with Wally West's version of the Flash. Uh huh. Yep. And they keep melding Barry Allen into Wally West when it's just like just do Barry Allen and then just do Wally West. Don't do both at the same time. It's not the same guy. Everyone gets confused because of the Justice League cartoon in the 90s or the mm-hmm. 2000s when they had Wally West and he was a, a jokester. Yeah. So. I th- they take their liberties whenever they want. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens moving forward. Um, I do enjoy it. So I don't watch The Flash anymore. I probably watched like three seasons of it. So I have Flash and Arrow recorded on my DVR and I've watched probably four episodes this entire season. Really? So, have, yeah. Are you... Are you caught up to this season at the very least yeah 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 i've i've seen like the first four episodes of this season i've i'm og arrow man i (laughs) i I stuck through that stuff when it was rough and i would talk shit on it but i still followed through with watching it and i met i met steven amell at a comic-con and just meeting him like I'm like, okay, I will I will support anything that He's that He's got a lot of passion do. for that project. Oh, yeah. dude. And it I'm so glad that he came out and said that I wanted to tell you guys first that I were ending after ten episodes next season. I feel it's best for everyone here, but mainly me. I told them I wanted to go with my family, I wanted to be a dad, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? That dude deserves it. He's been up in Toronto for what, nine seasons now? Van- nine Van- years of his life. Vancouver. Vancouver. Yep, yep. Right? Yeah. And so and 
just meeting him was a big highlight. I talked to him. It was at a con, so I mean, how much fan service could you really do? I talked to him for like three minutes. We talked baseball. Uh, I thanked him for bringing one of my favorite characters to the screen, and he shook my hand and said, thank you for the support. And I said, I like Knocking Point Wine, and he patted me on the back, and I went on my way. So, <laughs> I mean, there's not much dick sucking you can do in that amount of time. So, <laughs> Excuse me. I, uh, I think I stopped after... So season one and two, season one was was solid. Season two was uh-huh. awesome. Uh-huh. Um, that was uh, season two was dead, dead Deathstroke, right? Deathstroke. Yeah. Season three was was that the League of Shadows or the League of uh, was it called I think the uh, League of Assassins? League of started, Assassins started coming in at season three. Four. Four was Donnie. Four, four was Damian Dark, right? I thought five was Damian Dark. It's hard for me to. Remember. I don't know. Oh, yeah, four there's was two, Damian Dark. Yeah, there's two seasons when they started getting real magical and like that, supernatural. That's when I left after season okay. four. Well, it wasn't more so much that the show was bad per se. Excuse me. Although yeah. the fight scenes, I was always kind of like, oh, this, this yeah, is a little rough. That, I mean, this is a little rough. This like this dance choreography that we got going on. <laughs> But, that dude uh, unloaded a whole clip, and he was nowhere near you, man. Right. What's going on? Yeah, that would always make me laugh when they'd shoot the oh, bullets. Yeah. Um, yeah, but once it got supernatural, that kind of turned me off, and the fact that we were we were I don't know if you were you were listening to our show, but we were reviewing all the shows every oh, yeah. episode. Yep, and that it started to become to feel like work for me, and that's when oh, I yeah. was like, I gotta quit like doing this because this is making me hate this stuff, and I don't <laughs> want to not like this stuff. So I I went cold turkey on like Gotham. Arrow, uh, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, um, all that stuff. I went cold turkey and, and yeah, I, I, compl- come back. I, I completely understand that. That's how it was with when we were doing Geek Street. I would we would try to review like four or five comics every episode. Oh gosh! And I was just like, I'm racking my brain. I hate reading comics now. Towards the end, like my my stack would just deplete, and I'd be like, Oh, I read Batman. It's written by Tom King. <laughs> It's exhausting. It's, it's cool. And so finally, like, I was just, when we got, when we stopped doing it, like, I started to appreciate the art form a little more. So yeah. I can definitely understand not wanting to review. That's, and like you said, it's more like a job when you're sitting down, you're taking notes, you don't get to enjoy the episode. That was the thing. Like, I remembered having to pull out a notebook and take down notes. Yeah. And then I was just going, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> like, uh, I, no. I was watching this stuff to have fun. So I, the, not the moral, but the the lesson learned is now we just kind of revolve the podcast around things we would naturally watch anyways. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And that's worked out much better. Like Imran still watches all those shows, so he can talk about them. But he's not. We're not forcing each other to watch everything all the time because it's just too, like now that the the market's so saturated with superhero stuff and comic book stuff, it's impossible to like follow all that and then still have a life. Oh yeah, I mean, and it's like the the new hotness right now. Like you said, it's so saturated. Everything is being bought up from independent studios, or people right, are right. just they're creating comics to hopefully get a fat paycheck in two years for development deals. You know, so you guys were reviewing comics every week, four or five of them. Yeah, oh, um, we would we we would pick four. <laughs> we would pick four. That were like four or five comics that week. Yeah, so we would go Wednesday and then record on a Friday. We would oh, okay. go to the comic shop um, and we would read Wednesday to Friday and then we would record Friday mornings, typically. Holy shit. Friday mornings? So, what kind of job do you have where you can record Friday mornings? 
I would, I would, I used to work night shift for, uh, uh, this CNC company. And so I was off on Fridays. I'd just okay. worked four tens. And then so. he was off as well. Yeah. He's a zoo. He was a zookeeper. Holy so shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's an awesome job. His days off were, uh, Thursday and Friday. He's a zookeeper. So. He still is a zookeeper. He is the head of the, uh, bugs and bears. And now he's also training the elephants here in town. So how does one get to be head of bugs and, and bear that's a weird mixture there those are two separate animals i know insects um, and then a giant super predator i honestly don't know <laughs> i mean when we go we get to go back and like pet and feed and look at everything i just say hey joe we're coming to the zoo he probably doesn't want me putting this on blast but i don't think there's a lot of people in topeka that listen so <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe not uh, yeah um but yeah, so like we get VIP, we're VIPs at the zoo, at the you know. Zoo. Uh, yeah, we get to feed the elephants behind the scenes. No, but I don't honestly know. He went to school for marine biology. I'm pretty sure. And then when we when we met, um, was back in 2008, and he just came back from Alaska. He was on a a fishing boat up there doing um scientist stats stuff. I don't know for, uh, blue North fisheries, I believe. Okay. Uh, And he was tracking the, the data of the, the crab that they would catch, like the general population in certain areas. He was collecting data. Okay. Um, so when he came back, um, we ended up being friends because his girlfriend at the time worked with my, my wife, um, my girlfriend at the time, who I'm now married to. And so, uh, we just ended up clicking and becoming good friends. They ended up separating and Joe stayed and she left. And now he's married. They've been married for like four years now and um, just been good old chums. You think you'll yeah, ever he, start up Geek Street Pod again? I've told him um, that I would love to have him come and do some short little segments on my on the other Dad Pod. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, incorporate yeah. him more into that. Yeah. And I just feel like <clears> – <throat> where I'm at with our hectic schedule, three kids and like what we, we do. Um, it's easier for me to control if I am the sole host yeah. and I can dictate and I have no issue talking by myself. There was a couple episodes at geek street that I did by myself. Um, and I know it's not the most entertaining for people. I know, <clears throat> excuse me. I know a lot of people want to hear another voice, but, uh, it, it takes a real I can, talent. I can, I can riff by myself, so <laughs> it takes a real talent to be able to host a show by yourself. Well, and it'll help that I'll have two squeaky children <laughs> for four or five minutes throughout the podcast. Oh, that, so. Yeah, that'll be entertaining. So, again, one is going to be my geek dad. That geek dad. That geek dad. I keep fucking yep. forgetting. I have the worst okay. memory. That geek dad podcast. Um, I uh, like I said, should be out not this week. But the week that this came out, right. so I don't know. Third week in April, it'll be out. And I'm already seeing on here suburban the suburban hippies life, yep, wellness, that. happiness on iTunes right now. Yep, and that episode one dropped on Friday out there. I'm still waiting to hear back from Stitcher and Google on the approval for suburban hippies. So that should be releasing on mon- tomorrow or Tuesday of our recording. Sorry, future people, but it should be available. <laughs> Um, and then, are you uh, going to do those weekly, or uh, what's the schedule going to be like? On yeah, those? suburban hippies will be every week. We actually have a couple in the can that we plan on just filtering out, and we've actually have some um, 
some stuff lined up that we have some in-house guests that we're going to have come on the show, like our chiropractor to talk about natural wellness that way. A friend of mine used to play professional soccer um, for uh, Sporting Club Kansas City. Oh, wow. So he's going to come on and talk about athletics and recovery and all that kind of stuff and what you can do to treat your body and um, stretching and all that. That's all super important shit. Yeah. And then we have a friend of ours that's a very active um, person in the in the Kansas area about um, circumcision. Oh, and, wow. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah, so we we have divisive topics like that, and um, it's well not divisive, but it will trigger some people. Sure, um, depending on your views on that, um, we don't need to get into anything like that here. I'm just saying that will be on that podcast. That's dope, though. Um, so it's 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 fun to put other info. Information is the the goal of that podcast. Whether you are interested in just hearing us ramble about oils or the cloth diaper that I changed or from my friend that was a professional athlete that had two ACL surgeries and how he got on the road to recovery Mm -hmm. and the supplements and stretching techniques that he did. So it's just kind of a fun, chill podcast that we're just putting out there. And if anybody listens, they listen to that one. I I think you have the right mindset though, in terms of the, like doing these podcasts, it seems to me and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're doing these just because you're going to get enjoyment out of doing these. You're not oh, 100%. You're, yeah, that, that's that's kind of how I view this show is I enjoy doing it and if anyone listens that's great. Yeah. But I'm doing this first off just to just for my own benefit. I enjoy doing exactly. this. Exactly. And I, yeah. and it seems yeah. like you're doing the same especially now that you're incorporating your family into it. I think that's just going to be really fun actually. Oh yeah, and my wife had a blast when we been, we recorded and she started getting the feedback from the first episode coming out, people were messaging her, talking to her, um, texting her, and they're be like, "I had no idea," right. and all this. And so, like, she got all giddy, and like, it dropped at like eleven o'clock Friday morning. And by two o'clock, she was texting me, "Hey, can you check our numbers? How many downloads are we up to? Um, have do we have any new followers? Um, is there anything going on? Like, what? When do we need to record tonight? We have to put another episode out tomorrow." I'm like, "No, no, no! You got to pace yourself with this kind of stuff. You don't want to saturate and have. I mean, I listen to a couple podcasts and they put an episode out every day, yeah. and I could not fathom doing that. But they're professional podcasters. That's how they make their money, sure. I guess. Like Rogan, Rogan's is- every day." Every day. There's another one I listen to called Order of Man, and he puts one out every day, if not every other day. And so, um, do you, which do you listen to? You listen to Rogan regularly? Yep, I listen to Rogan. I'm ex- I just saw he had Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart on. I haven't yeah. I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm excited for that. So that Rogan's my inspiration for doing this this podcast. I I, I understand, and it's a good role model to have. <laughs> and I, you're basically the format's my, easy. It, it's super easy. You just turn on a mic and start recording. And yeah. you hopefully have guests on that you can talk to and that are interesting. So you're ba- what I'm saying is you're equivalent to me for me. To, I'm Rogan and you are Kevin Hart is what I'm okay, saying. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I, you guys I can take that, man. I'm good with that. That's my Kevin Hart impersonation. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're, you're my Kevin Hart. But like Rogan always, what's cool about my show. I think I'm taller show, than him though. You might be. How tall are you? I am 5'7". Yeah, you're taller than Kevin Hart. Yes. <laughs> I'm not taller than most people, so I will take that. I, I'm taller than you. Well, yeah, <laughs> I've seen you, and I, I've seen. I know, I know. You're, t- you're t- a lot taller than me, man. <laughs> not to, not to rub that in your face, but I. I it's okay. I have to tell you, can, I have to establish. I'm taller than five seven. 
We have to establish dominance. Yes, I know I've, this is yeah, this is your podcast. You ain't got to piss where we're talking at right now. <laughs> I know, man. I know. But yeah, you're you're so Rogan's whole shtick is like whenever he has like a lull in his podcast, he'll always just get a comedian on because he knows so many. I think oh, yeah. I think my thing is just gonna I'm just gonna get a fellow podcaster on because mm-hmm. it's easy and I know that you're gonna be able to talk. And yeah, you, you can should, riff on anything. And I know that you should ha- you'll probably have a decent audio setup as well. <laughs> <laughs> now that we know what button to push. Yeah. The, I mean your, your, your audio whole, sounds a lot better. We're golden now. We're, so we're like good. when you need when you need me again, like all you gotta do is call and I know what button <laughs> should, to push. Should I ring the bat phone? <laughs> yeah, in your kids' you just, room. I saw the I saw the uh, story by the way. That that's oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. We're pretty pumped. Um what was I gonna say? Uh, I I wanted to have you on too, you know, around the show, be, around your your releases. The dropping of yeah, yeah so yeah, this yeah. actually worked out perfectly because I didn't actually know when those were coming out. But well, I know we've been talking for a month now, and you're like, "Hey, man, whenever you're ready, are you still podcasting?" Like we we've been communicating a lot, and I was like, I kept giving you the runaround because March was so busy. We had spring break, and we were traveling a bunch. We went out of town and all this kind of stuff. So I was just like, "Yeah, man, we can do it here." I'll have an episode up hopefully here. And, <laughs> and so luckily, yes, all the, everything worked out. So there is one episode out as of recording. There will be more out in the future when this drops next week. Do, so do you regularly listen to, so you still listen to our show as well. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. I listen to it. Uh, you guys drop Sunday. So my, my money, my money, my Monday routine is I wake up at four, go to the gym and 4am. Yeah. Holy um, fuck. before I, on the way to the gym, I will listen to um, the Spitballers podcast. Okay. Um, it's a comedy, like three friends. And then when I get to the gym, I rarely listen to podcasts. I normally just listen to music. <clears throat> and then when I get to work, that's when I dive into my, my normal routine. Um, normally, a Kevin Smith podcast is dropped over Sunday. So I have Kevin Smith on my feed. I have you guys. And then... Um, Typically Rogan, depending on who the guest is. Do you not listen? Not, to, I want, do you not listen? To I don't all listen the to everyone. Yeah. I don't listen to every single one because some of them, they just talk. It, it doesn't interest me. Yeah. So and and I mean and that's the format of a show. Like I'll listen to a little bit of it and I'll be like, I don't want to hear what this person has to say. I'm not enjoying this interview. And then I just kind of yeah. It and go. That, that's a, go that's on. the way I am. I, I kind of pick and choose my Rogan podcast. <laughs> and he goes for so long, so you know. That's the I only mean, thing. I don't have three hours. So my commute to work is only like at most thirty minutes. If oh, that. okay. So a Rogan podcast, I have to, to listen to the full thing. It takes that's all damn week for yeah, you. It's all week. I, I just I'm, I, if I don't like the guest, I'm just gonna stop. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I'm not the type <laughs> to throw on the Rogan podcast while I'm at home. Yeah, I have to be like active. I, the only time I really like listening to podcasts is when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. So, I, Rogan podcast is just too much, too much commitment. I listen to him all day, every day. Um, I just have headphones in at work, and so um, that's a lucky. My you. whole my whole day is podcast. I mean, I listen to a lot and I consume a lot. So. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, podcasts are awesome. I fucking love it's, them. It's truly a passion. Yeah. Like. Like you said, we you do this for fun. I do it for fun, and I I got my wife hooked on it now because she came up with this huge list to do podcast stuff with and ideas and guests to have on, and so now she's hooked. And I introduced her to listening to podcasts. And there's guys at work that I'm like, hey, you guys should listen to this. Mm-hmm. And then I've met people from podcasting. I mean, 
I've interacted with you and Enron now, mm-hmm. finally, um, finally, after right? three and a half years. And then <laughs> there's, I've made two really good friends. They live in Michigan. They have a podcast. Uh, those movie guys, shout out to them, not to plug their stuff, shameless plug, but oh, plug it. check them out. They're, I mean, Joe and Phil are hilarious, and they just do movie breakdowns, box office numbers. They talk about what they watched. It's not a commentary pad podcast, but they just review like stupid shit they watch throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And it can be from 1971. And they're like, oh, I watched this. I love this part, man. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, they're two of the coolest guys that I've met through this whole podcasting universe thing. And uh, Joe actually helped design our logo for both podcasts. Oh, that's um, dope. So I, I, He's amazing. I've noticed. But, uh, I mean, and I haven't met a million podcasters, but I've met a, quite a few now through the show, and I've met you. Exactly, yeah. And I've noticed TJ mentioned this when I had him on, but it seems like it's just all love amongst the podcasting community. There's it's a, a, it's a very welcoming and like open to collaboration, open to co-promoting, open to just talking to each other. Like that, it's all love. I've ne- I've really never experienced that in like a lot of other communities. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because I mean. We're, no one's competing against anybody right. here. I mean, I, you're all doing the same thing. It may be a different like genre type right. or topic, but that's what makes it good because you can cross platform, like you said. Like you can have somebody on that does a political podcast onto a health and wellness podcast, and just kind of be like, "Well, where do you see the? How's the politics with fast food in your air? I mean, yeah. just that's completely random, right, but right. you know what I'm, I understand what you're saying. It's, it's so welcoming and everyone's like, yeah, you want us to plug your stuff? Go ahead. Like right. bring it on over. Let's do there's, it. So. It seems like there's just room for everybody in, in terms of the podcasting community. Like yeah, everyone's I mean, just like, do it. Like, yeah, like let's, let's, there's, there's room for a show about health and wellness and there's a room for a show about you talking to your kids about superhero movies and there's room for, you know, a jock and a nerd to argue, you know, like there's room for everything. Like there's no, it's, it's glorious. It's fantastic. Yeah. I've met so many people through this. That, oh, yeah. that, that, that was also kind of the basis of the show is like, I've met so many people now through doing this that I can just line up people to talk to, record a conversation with them and throw it on the air and let's see what happens. Yeah. yeah. And you're sharing experiences and then you just grow from that. Whether you take something positive or negative from it, you, you, took something away from the hour and a half that you spent with that person. Right. Lately, these have been, now, these have been going like two or two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like like we talked post-show, I've listened to most of them, and I was like, when we were talking this week, I'm like, man, I'm not a history buff, so I'm not going to live up to Jimmy. I don't draw art like John, so... Did you listen I'm to the Adam Morris one? Yeah, that, one, that, that was, was also that one's another intimidating one if you're coming on after. <laughs> I'm following up a rough set here, like... <laughs> I I should have batted lead off, and then everybody else would have been like, "Dude, Daniel sucked. These guys are where it's at." Now I'm following. I'm cleanup crew. This will be the one they're like, "Yeah, we can skip this one, right?" Nah, man. So. <laughs> you know, what, what's what's fun about yours? And, and I'm no disrespect to Adam Morris or Jimmy McPike, but those were topics that were not serious, but stuff that you know we can really get dive deep into. And, oh, 100. percent And I'm glad that you guys did. Yeah, but they were they were things where it was legitimately like. Okay, well, like I have to focus. I have to pay attention. Where this one, I'm just like, this is a nice palate cleanser. We can just hang out, talk, 
and I, we can go back and forth, and I don't have to seriously think about the contaminants in uh, the Arctic ice or uh, <laughs> the history of Gaelic culture. Like I, I can just kind of relax a little bit. So I, I view this one as more of, all right, let's just change it up. Let's have a little palate cleanser. Let's just hang out I, for a little bit. This is the Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah, we're, cleanser we're, after Infinity War. Right, right. We just went through <laughs> Infinity War. Now we're, we're Ant-Man and the Wasp. By the way, are you uh, you're a Marvel cinema fan, right? Oh, 100%. How pumped are you for Endgame? I am excited. I swore to myself I'd go dark. And then after the first trailer, I was like, okay, I'm going dark. And then the Super Bowl happened, and they dropped that 30-second spot. And I was so pissed that I saw it. And I was like, well, I can't be dark anymore. (laughs) So I've watched every fucking trailer that they put out. And so I'm like, you're so stupid. But they've came out and said that they're all misleading. Yeah, You can't. They put Tony in those scenes. Tony probably dies up in outer space. He's not going to be in the suits. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, some of that stuff, They the internet's complaining that it's a little spoilery, but I was just like, you you, you really didn't think Tony and Steve would see each other in the movie? You really thought yeah, that exactly. would have happened? You really thought Tony was dying in space? Like, these aren't real spoilers. Stop it. You didn't know no. that Captain Marvel was going to be in this movie? Come on, stop. Like, Tony and... Tony and Cap are the OGs. Like they are going to fight side by side in this epic battle. They're gonna die together, probably holding each other in each other's arms, <laughs> crying and apologizing. They're both of them are dead at this. Mm. There's rumors that I've heard that Hemsworth dies. Oh yeah, I've heard some of that stuff. Um, too. I heard that everything that um, from the snap is reversed, and the ones that didn't die will die this time around, and the ones that did die are actually alive. Hence, New Avengers. Um, but Loki and Heimdall will still stay dead because they died before the snap even happened. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, at, at, this Excuse point, me. at this point, I think they've done a really good job of marketing it so that we don't really know what's going to happen. Well, yeah, there's it's Swerve City. We don't know what to expect, and they could have they they could be sticking to their words saying it's only the first fifteen minutes that you see, mm-hmm. or they could be sticking to their words saying none of the stuff you see in the trailers you should believe, right. or or not. I mean, the Russo brothers are basically, they own everything right yeah. now. They're like, we do what, Marvel does what we tell them to put out, and this is what we told it, them to they, put they're out. They're basically, I, I feel like we're all just puppets on a string, and they're just messing around right now on top. And we're, oh, 100%. And we're, like, okay, we want you to react like this. Let me pull the arm. Okay, all right, all right. Like, and then we're all just eating it up. Oh, yeah, that's that's what's going to happen. And then someone was like, wait a minute. We, we've been down this road before. We saw Infinity War. That scene where Hulk is running with the Avengers didn't happen. What are we talking about here? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Did your kids, have your kids uh, seen all the MCU films? They love, They haven't seen all of them, uh-huh. no. Um, they've seen the Iron Man's. Ant, they love Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my oldest quotes Luis all the time. <laughs> she's like, she's like, hey, Dad, remember this one time, right? And like, we were sitting in the car, and that car pulled up to us, and they were like, hey, man, how are you? And I was like, no, man, I'm not talking to you. And I was like, yes. <laughs> she's like, that was my impersonation of Luis. I was like, yep, good job. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what did they go to jail for? I was like, uh, like blue white collar crime, like cybernetic type stuff. And she's like, what's that mean? I'm like, I'm not talking about this right now. <laughs> Let's just enjoy these movies. I'm not explaining movies. this to an eight year old. Was eight years old? Yeah. I'm not yeah, explaining yeah. this to an eight year old right now. This is going to be too so, much. Uh, and so, uh, have you shown them infinity? Uh, I'm War? sorry, not eight. She's seven. seven. Uh, yeah. Have they seen infinity uh, war? They have not, but they've seen both guardians movies. Those out of the MCU movies, they like Spider-Man, but the guardians is their religion. Really? Like, 
Oh my Kid, gosh. The kids like Guardians, huh? Oh my Is it because of Groot they... in, in Rocket? No, no. They have the world's biggest crush on Chris Pratt. Really? Oh, yeah. Why? <laughs> they just, they love him. They, my, my oldest. He's kind of a doofus. The way they play him in the movies, he's not supposed to be this guy you have a crush on. He's not supposed to be dreamy, right. but they love, Jurassic, they love Jurassic World. Oh, okay. And so Chris Pratt is. You let your kids watch Jurassic World, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that one has a lot of like. There's implied blood and violence, and yeah, I I think it's when they watched it, it was by accident, oh. and uh, it's been what since the first Jurassic World came out was what three years ago, four years ago, three or four, yeah. I don't remember it that well, and so I thought, excuse me, I thought as a kid, I was like, man, I watched Jurassic World, Jurassic Park at their age, they can watch Jurassic World, mm-hmm. and the first one is. Jurassic World has a lot of horror elements to it. Right. Like they, tr- you could tell they tried to do some shock factors to right. it. Um, but uh, yeah, they they liked it a lot. And then Chris Pratt slowly started becoming everywhere. Um, he was on my daughter's birthday cake for her birthday. Oh. <laughs> um, she drew a picture of him and her getting married when she gets older. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so. Needless to say, Chris Pratt is her boyfriend. Wow. If you ask her, so but they they love Guardians. Um, are you going to show all the MCU film? Like, are you trying to build it up so that they they're ready for Infinity War? Or how do you do? How how does this go? I think when the next fit, like after Endgame comes out, mm-hmm. I think it would be a good time for them to sit down and we can actually just slowly, maybe throughout the summer, start watching everything one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be awesome. I've slow- I slowly got my wife to watch them too. Like she's not a huge comic book nerd. She's seen the. If you ask her, the only comic book movie she remembers is Iron Man and then The Dark Knight. Um, because she they just don't interest her. I mean, she watches them to appease me, mm-hmm. and like she bought me Justice League, and she's like, "We can watch this some night for a date if you want. I guess I'll watch <laughs> it with you." I was like, "Okay, cool, yeah, great." Um. And so, like, I'll, I think if we just slowly work them in every once – and she likes the Guardian movies. She's seen both of those and loves them. So uh, we're slowly integrating everything into the family, and they'll, they've seen they've seen Homecoming. Like I said, they just watched Spider-Verse, and they love that. Um, I don't think I'll show them Venom. Venom's a little, little rough. It's a little over the top, yeah. and it's a, not that good of a movie. It's not and it would be hard – it'd be hard to explain. <clears throat> so – but yeah, their favorites are Ant Man and the the Guardians. Guardians, out of that's, the MCU. that's really interesting. That Guardian. I mean, I would have, I would have thought for different reasons. I would have thought Baby Groot would have been a hit with the kids. Well, and after we watched them, we named we gave our middle child Aniston the nickname Baby Groot because she's cute and little. But then, like, if you piss her off, like she will just come at you and swing, and she ain't <laughs> afraid to. So. We're like you're kind of like Groot, you know. You're cute, and then you can kind of spaz out every once in a while. So we just we just call her Groot. So. I'd be really curious when, if if and when you ever do this, when you show them Infinity War and then record after, uh-huh. what what their thoughts like? Would that be traumatizing as a kid? I I don't know. I don't think where they're at right now. I think they'd have too many questions. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of fucking yeah. characters. But I, I'm wondering about that, you know, that ending when then when half the characters die. I wonder if they would be like tra- not traumatized, but like affected. Like, whoa, yeah, like, my I Spider-Man mean, just died. Exactly right. Because they <laughs> spoiler to them, alert. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, guys, yeah. if you haven't seen the movie. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I 
I don't know when I would I'd show them, but it will definitely be a topic of discussion. You get you definitely have to record to an talk episode, about. yeah. Once you do that, oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So I can't like I'm trying to think of the age when I would have been affected like that by a movie. Like I even watching Infinity War in the theater, I was I was like, whoa, that was you're a little shook. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that they they really went all the way on this and killed a lot of these well, yeah. characters. Well, you knew something was going to happen. Right. You just didn't think they were going to have the balls to do what Thanos said he was going to do. Right, right, right. <clears throat> I mean, it is kind of um, cheapened by the fact that I knew that I know there's a Spider-Man movie coming out. I know that Black Panther, like, I know these characters aren't dead. So, like, immediately once um, Black Panther fades away, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, this is effect. This is like crazy. I'm also like, uh, I know this isn't permanent. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it kind of took away the realness of it once I saw Black Panther go. Well, and I think that's what they're doing now. Like they are not they they know they fucked up <clears throat> by saying Homecoming's co- or far from far home. from home. They know they messed up by saying that was in the works, but that was Amy Pascal that dropped the ball on that, and so they're just like, well, we kind of have to roll with it because people know that it's already in the right. in the making. But they're doing a really good job, I think, right now, keeping everything kind of tight. Tight-lipped. Other than the intern, all the intern internals, <laughs> eternal stuff Eternals, coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I don't think we have a good idea of what's next for Marvel. Yeah, I mean, we can speculate, but I think from what I from what I remember for what's next, obviously, Far From Home is coming. Um, Eternals has been announced. Shang Chi has been announced. Yeah, not officially, but we've heard the rumors. Um, Black Panther two ha- is going to happen. Uh, Doctor Strange 2, I believe, is going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, and then they, yeah, just, they just announced that Gunn is back. So Guardians of the yep. Three Galaxy 3 will happen. But, I mean, they, they have done a good job of being tight-lipped, and I do actually think that we're going to lose one, maybe two out of the big three for sure. Cap, oh, yeah, Iron 100. Man, Thor. I think there's a rumor online that <sighs> I saw a, a theory video from Screen Crush, who I follow mm-hmm. on YouTube, and the guy basically goes... Um, I predict maybe in the first act or so, somewhere around there, Thor gets killed. And that's that's like the big, oh my God, this movie's going to be even more fucked up. Yeah. See, I hope they don't do that because I really think they found their footing with Thor, with Ragnarok. I know. They really they nailed as, it. As divisive as that was, because I've heard a lot of hate for the movie because it steers kind of a little, it's a different take on Thor from what you, you read from Jason Aaron, right. you know? Um, but I think that, that Thor works for Chris Hemsworth the best because, I mean, the dude's funny. He's a naturally funny guy, yeah. He he has the charisma to pull off the jokes. His comedic timing works with how he presents it. And if you give Taika another movie with him, I think it would crush. And so look up. Um, I really hope they don't kill him off. Look up. Do you do you watch online YouTube essays? Um, every once in a while, nothing too crazy. So there's this one guy I follow, or I think there's it's two guys. They do it's called Full Fat Videos. Terrible name for a uh, a YouTube moniker, but whatever. Full Fat <laughs> Videos. Look up Tyke, uh, how Thor got Russoed and Waitikied, but or destroyed. They, I think that's well, let me look it up real quick. No, it's no fucking going off memory. I'm in front of a computer. And I'm not using it, <laughs> but it's great. They talk about how how um, Thor's character was kind of bland. Um, mm-hmm. Up until up until uh, Thor Ragnarok, and then once Thor Ragnarok hit, and then Infinity War, they 
basically reinvigorated Thor and made him an awesome character. So the the move the video is called How Taika Waititi and the Russos Destroyed Thor, and it, the title is kind of implying that they broke him, but they actually destroyed the character and then they rebuilt him, him back. Yeah, rebuilt yeah. him. Right. Yeah, it's a great video. I mean, and it they you're absolutely correct. What White Taika did, and I and I had my criticisms of what he did because I thought. Man, you really like undercut a lot of the emotion with just comedy all the time. I, that, they went to that yeah. well a lot. Yeah, but yeah, they did. I respect the fact that not only Taika Waititi, but then the Russos on top of that made this character that really was no one's favorite Avenger, and now made him like that moment when he fucking drops in Infinity War in Wakanda. I mean, the oh. crowd was going nuts, and it was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> right? Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> when yeah. that happens, and yeah. that's Thor's big moment. I mean, that's the like the the. The, he's come full circle. Like, holy shit, he's a cool character now. I fucking rooted for I'm rooting for him. He's, yeah, he's the god of thunder, and he's here to like destroy. Right, you know, right. like he, that was the, what, what they did with him was awesome. I, I yeah. really respect what it because he was a bland character. I admit, like no one, no one was looking forward to the next Thor appearance. No, and the, what they did with Ragnarok was amazing. Like they, like you, that evidently what they said was perfect. They broke him and then they rebuilt him into. Uh, what he is now, right. which is a fan favorite. Right. So, and that, that, that being said, I could see why they would kill him off because it would, because he's at his height right yeah, now. That, like every, everyone's going in thinking cap and Tony's already going to die. But if they kill Thor too, like, Oh, Oh, that would be a lot and, of heartbreak. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, he would go be going out on top if he got killed at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and then the reason too, they, the guy from uh, screen crush brought that up is he, he go he goes, <laughs> Thor Infinity War was somewhat dominated by Thor. That was his big moment. So yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, he doesn't need another big moment. Like this is it no. for him. And I, I think Endgame will be Iron Man and Cap's big moment. Yeah, I like, think so too. They'll have it together, and then it, it they'll go off. I definitely can see Cap dying, and, and if and when he dies, I'm gonna just be a big well of emotion. Exactly. I'm, I'm gonna be the guy in the theater going my. I'm not crying. I'm not crying. I'm not crying. And it's yeah. just like, and the inside just destroyed. <laughs> well, and the, and the thing I see happening is because they built this relationship up with Tony and Peter, mm-hmm. Tony's going to die before he even gets to see Peter again. Like his you last so? memory is going to, yeah, his last memory is going to be holding Peter as he disintegrates. Then Tony's going to sacrifice himself or do whatever they're going to do to get him back. Mm-hmm. And Tony's going to be gone. And Peter's going to come back and be like, where's Mr. Stark? And so, like, Ooh. there's his there's his Uncle Ben tragedy yet again. You know, that might, I could see that happening. I could also see because this they've been building up to the fact that Tony is just insanely paranoid. Like he's been just trying. This is his moment. You know, like he's been yeah preparing for this his entire life. He's never really rested. He's never really like gotten to be able to take a step back and just breathe. So I could, well, and yeah, yeah, I could see the I could see that where they defeat Thanos. And he just retires, and he goes, and, and they cut to like him with Pepper, and Pepper has has a kid or something like that. Like he he can finally like rest. I could see that yeah. being a possible ending for Tony as well. Yeah, I mean that would be the ideal ending. Um, and then you could still slowly like pay him nine million dollars to do like a cameo here, here and there. there. Yeah. yeah, because he's still young and could keep that look. You know, I he's mean, in his fifties, Robert Downey Jr. Now. Yeah, but you put some fake fake facial hair on there and give him that Tony Stark look. I mean, yeah, and dude, the fucking you saw Captain Marvel. Uh huh. I mean, the de aging these days is insane. Coulson looked a little rough, but I mean, Sam Jackson, Jackson looked Jackson. like Pulp, 
he looked like Pulp Fiction Sam Jackson to me. So yeah. he looked legit. That, that technology is insane. It's crazy, and it's it's only going to get better. And I mean, we're going to see whatever they do with Carrie Fisher in this new Star Wars is going to be that kind of technology because they've already said that she's in. Is it. she really? That's what I've heard. Are you a big and Star Wars I, guy? I, <laughs> um, I like Empire. That's my favorite one. I watch. Every, I've watched every single one, mm-hmm. and I will go to the theater to see this one. I didn't get all butt hurt like everybody else did by the um, last one. With yeah, no, not, not I just Han was Solo, like, but the one before that. Yeah. Um. Well, what? So what was that? it was Force Awakens, was, and this was the last Jedi last that Jedi. came out last year. Yeah, that didn't bother me. Like I was like, yeah, they could have changed a couple things up. Kylo Ren looked a little funky with the shirt off, but. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I don't understand. I why did that? It didn't hurt my feelings that Luke turned into a Force ghost or whatever he's going to be. So. That movie brought such rea- like such a divisive, angry reaction out of people. Oh yeah, like people were just like, "You don't fuck with Star Wars like this." <laughs> well, I I don't know who did it, but now they gave the keys back to a- Abrams, yeah, who did The Force Awakens. So they're like, "Please save us." <laughs> I'm like, that movie made a billion bucks, like. Last Jedi made plenty of money. It doesn't need saved. Right. And they had those people out there like trying to do crowdfunding. Like, if we raise $600 million, we'll redo the whole movie with no females. <laughs> and we'll do all this, this, and this. We just need no females. Like, I saw people. I'm sure it was in the group. I'm sure somebody posted it in the nation. Mm. But, like... The there was these people that edited out everything with Carrie Fisher or Ray in it to make it a male like this is what Star Wars should be. I'm like, get over yourselves. Yeah. Leia is OG for one, and Ray is like the new hope, basically the new hope for the franchise. Right. So I mean, the times we live in now, women in power in film need to happen, but you also have these idiots out there that. Like the whole trolls with Captain Marvel. Oh, that was ridiculous. What the hell does that serve? Because and even Zach Levi came out saying, if you're trying to benefit Shazam by trolling this Captain Marvel and thinking you're benefiting my me as Captain Marvel, you're not. You're hurting everybody. Like, what the hell? What's the point? Right. Writing fake reviews, you're not getting paid for it. No one knows it's you, so you're not going to get any fame, any infamy from it. You know, I mean, you're not going to be well known because you. I was the one that posted the first negative review about Captain Marvel, and it tanked on Rotten Tomatoes. First off, who cares about Rotten Tomatoes? It's a website. Right. If you don't like the website, don't read the website. Right. No, I, I, like when I think about the people that would be doing that kind of stuff, I'm just I just go. To, I think to myself, you got to be really unhappy with like in in terms of your just your general life. You have to be a really unhappy person to go out and troll things like that for those reasons. Like. What's his name? Uh, Joe Rogan. I was listening to Kevin Hart, and he mm-hmm. they were talking about people that are negative online, and they go and Joe Rogan says he quotes someone and goes, "You think Michael Jordan right now is writing YouTube comments? Probably not, right? Because no. win- winners don't give a fuck about this shit. Like this is <laughs> exactly we're not like we're we're not trying to go out and like troll people. Like winners don't care about this stuff. I I feel like people that do that have to be just generally." unhappy with their daily life and they just want to shit on over everything because they're unhappy. Well, I mean, I notice it the most when a big movie is getting ready to drop or like when it is football season or something like that. Like, cause I, I'm a Nebraska college football fan, basketball fan. Ooh, that's Nebraska's my, that is, rough. yeah, that's my college team. And so like I'm in the big 10 
uh, groups and the the trash wait, talk wait. stuff and wait, but all back that. up, back up. You're a Nebraska okay. fan and you live just outside of okay. Lawrence. There's no, <laughs> there is. I support the Royals, and that's the only Kansas team I support. Oh, really? Did yep. you grow up in Kansas? Yep. And you don't support um, KU, huh? Nope. My dad is diehard KU. Um, from my sister went to K State, which is the Manhattan. other school yep. down there. Yep, that's in Manhattan. I'm a big um, college she went to guy. I'm a big college football. Okay, yep, you know where I know you know where I'm talking, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Um, so she went to K State, and. I remember in third grade having a purple starter jacket with a power cat on it. Didn't know what it meant. I just knew that it had a, it was where my sister went to school. And then, um, fast forward to fifth grade, I started wrestling kids club and my friend, um, who was in kids club with me, his older brother was a state champion, big, big wrestler here in the state and was being looked at at from other colleges Mm -hmm. for wrestling. And then fast forward, we get, I get into sixth grade. He ends up going to the university of Nebraska Lincoln Mm -hmm. up there at UNL. He's in Lincoln. And so me and my friend who we, I wrestled with for seven years. Um, we go up there on Saturdays and game day Saturday in Lincoln is something I can't, Describe if you want to experience it. Let me know, and we can go to a game sometime. Um, but <laughs> as a as a sixth grader going to Lincoln, Nebraska, it's gonna be overwhelming. In the sea of red, I had no idea what I was walking into. Let alone, I didn't pay for the ticket. This was back when they still stamped your hand. Oh yeah. And so he would get a stamp and then cover it up and then cut, run over to us around the corner, breathe on it, and then put it on our hand so the stamp would transfer. <laughs> I don't recommend that because that's illegal. <laughs> But at the time, I thought it was cool because I was getting into sixth this grade? game. Yeah, sixth grade. I got, I got, so I got a similar story about – so at that age, you got, you're got you super impressionable for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think I was in seventh or eighth grade, so around the same time. And my yeah. my uncle, who went to the University of Illinois down in Urbana-Champaign, so the flagship uh-huh. school here, um, yep. wanted me to go there and took me down there for a football game. And again, not and or not again, but Illinois, not nearly the football powerhouse nor the fandom that Nebraska has. Oh no! But very prideful school as well. Went, yes, definitely. Went down there, experienced that as a, like a seventh or eighth grader. You know, just being in the stadium, then walking around the mm-hmm. campus, and forever I was I'm I'm going to Illinois. Like this is it. Like yep. I'm a fan for life. Like yeah. it, I was literally imprinted at that point to love Illinois. So I can see where. Going to a school like Nebraska, like a college, you know, a football game as a sixth grader, I can see now, okay, that makes sense why you were imprinted with, okay, I love Nebraska. Yeah. And so that, I mean, I did wrestling camps up there too after that happened with him being on the wrestling team. We did camps and I trained up there during the summer with them and stuff, but nothing like crazy. It was, I pay and I go to camp for the weekend and learn new moves and stuff. Um, But uh, are you still in Illinois? Uh, yeah, I'm right. I'm in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Well, I knew that. I didn't know if you were Northwestern or not. Oh, you know? no, no, no. Fuck hell. I no. mean, the thing, okay. like, Northwestern is technically Illinois' rival. But yes. no one that goes to Illinois really gives a fuck about Northwestern, to be honest with you. Yeah. Although Northwestern does kick our butt in football now, which is kind of depressing. Um, but we don't really care about Northwestern. So we, it's funny. We are, we're when, At Illinois, everyone would walk around wearing, like, Muck Michigan shirts. So, okay. so Michigan, I guess, was the team we hated. And Michigan gives two shits about us. 
So it's well, yeah. it's one of those things where we don't really have a rival. Michigan cares about Michigan and State Ohio. and Ohio right. State, and that's how it. do you feel about? I mean, it's been years now, but how do you feel about Nebraska and the Big Ten? Do you miss the Big Twelve? Or are you like whatever? I miss it be- geographically. I miss it Way because easier. I one year one year I go to Manhattan and watch a game, and the next year I go to Lawrence and watch a game. You know, Ge- rotating every season. Geographically, so. the Big Twelve was perfect for you because Lincoln, Manhattan, Nebraska, uh, Lawrence. I mean, even Columbia is probably not too far of a yep. drive for you. And Col- Norman, yeah. yep, Norman, Stillwater, I mean, Car, Raleigh. I understand why they did it looking back now, but when the move was made, I was very frustrated yeah. by it um, because at the time I didn't, I didn't know. I was like, what the hell's going on? But this was back when Texas was ruling the big 12 demanding this, this and this and saying, we're going to do our own network. Yep. No one else can be on it. It's the Texas show. We have the most money. We're going to run the big 12. And then Nebraska's like, well, we're going to start dipping our toes in other water. And then same with, a&M, Missouri, right. and then Colorado bolted before anybody else. Yeah, Colorado got the which, fuck out. Which their move was by far the dumbest move geographically, I think, because... They're super far from everything. They travel further than anybody. Right. I mean, Pac-12 schools are all along that west... I mean, yeah, Colorado's that way, but it made more sense for them to play in Kansas and Nebraska right. than Washington State, right. you know? It's a long, long haul for those fans that want to travel to those games. So I miss the rivalries. Back to your question. I miss playing Oklahoma, but we're getting ready to play them in 2022, I believe, is we're doing a home and home. Mm -hmm. This year we start a home and home with Colorado. Oh, that's right. I'm planning on going to Boulder this season to catch that game because my sister lives in Colorado. So I plan, um, we're hoping to go out to that. And then, um, I always go to a couple games up in Lincoln. And then when they do the home and home with, Oklahoma, I will not drive down to Norman, but I'll go up to Lincoln and watch that game. Because actually, that was the first game I ever saw was uh, one and two Nebraska versus Oklahoma with Eric Crouch. Oh, that was I my remember first, that game. Nebraska that was won. my first game, man. That's yep. insane. That's a awesome yep. first game to have. Mind blowing, right? That's like okay, I'm in for life now after witnessing that. That was the so. um, the season where they thought Nebraska and Oklahoma would play like three times. Mm-hmm. And then Nebraska yep. lost their last game, right, in the Big 12. And then yeah, they lost to Color- Colorado. Was it Colorado? Colorado yeah. Yep. And then they still got in the end, uh, BCS title game and then got blown out by Miami in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Yep. That had to have sucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, looking back, I wasn't like huge diehard then, so it didn't oh, okay. affect me. Gotcha. But na- now I'm just like, yeah, that was stupid. Next question, please. We, su- <laughs> we-, we still stink. But uh, we're on the up and up. You think so? so. You got frost now. This this hey was man, a tough if season. You can't believe, if we turned around That's at true. the end of the season, yeah. they turned it around. Um, we we had Ohio State on the ropes. We Michigan blew us out, but I feel we weren't. We were still getting our footing in that game. I think this year we're gonna we're gonna improve a lot. I say we like I have something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to improve a lot. Say I we. see. Yeah, but that's such a divisive topic. Some people are like, people say we like, oh, I'm on the team too. No, I say, oh, if you hear oh, a baby, there's a crying, baby. My son, yep, my son just woke up. Um, <laughs> I'll probably have to wrap up here, okay. soon, but I, I think, uh, I think they'll have a good season this year. So here, here's I'm something to for it. note when you ever, if you ever listen to um, sports radio or any sort of um, commentary by fans, when mm-hmm. teams win, we say people say we. When your team loses, they go they. Exactly. Yep. So 
I will for always say we. I will always say we, but I know it's there's certain people uh, that are like you're not you're not part of the right. team. Why are you saying we? So, <laughs> well, is the do you have to get to the kid? You know, I, I probably better. Um, I we've been going for about an hour and yeah. a half, so I think I think we could probably wrap her up. Yeah, man. we could wrap this up. So last chance, you want to plug that stuff again before you go? Yeah. Um, so, the Suburban Hippie Podcast. Um, it will be on all your platforms throughout. By the time you hear this, it'll be available. Um, it's on Instagram at Suburban Hippie Podcast. Then um, <laughs> uh, that Geek Dad Podcast will also be out uh, in a couple weeks. Come here, buddy. He walked out of his oh, room. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, well, we got a guest on the show. All right. All right, buddy. So, okay, hey, hey, it's okay. All right, this is great. <laughs> you got, you got the, you got the live baby. Which so. baby is that? That's Brigham. Brigham okay, so yeah, Brigham. We're recording a podcast, Billy. <laughs> but awesome, man. All right, man. Awesome. Yes, I appreciate this so much. I, I love everything you guys are doing. I love this show. Jock and Nerd has been OG with me since I started listening to podcasts. So you guys are my favorite. 